right. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Today is November 27th, and we at the Environmental and Urban Change Students Association and your host, me, Natiz Amisa, are thinking about switching things up. And, and we're going to try to foreground some of the knowledge and or details that we have learned uh, through our first and second years as undergraduates in the Faculty of Environmental and Urban Change. And I'll be joined by our Chief Communications Officer, Summer Psalms, and our Communications Ambassador, Ashraf Hutchcraft, for a discussion about some of the issues we've struggled with and some of the comments and our concerns raised by their fellow peers and our fellow peers. Next, we're going to look at how, you know, this experience is different with the onset of COVID-19, and, and we'll look at how challenges have changed and or evolved, and how these changes are impacting students personally, professionally, and or academically. And we're going to look at how you can escape those first and second year blues by following a rough guideline of what to fear first and second year. Um, and, and we're hopefully even with some considerations looking forward to public some so publicize sorry, uh, uh, some of the knowledge that we're sharing here today. So I, I want to start off, of course, always with our acknowledgements. This podcast is a part of the Faculty of Environmental and Urban Change is student outreach initiatives at York University. I'd like to give a big shout out to the Dean of the Faculty, Alice Avorka, for always encouraging us to uh, connect and engage with our fellow undergraduates wherever possible. And, and also a huge shout out to Experiential Education Officer Rosanna Chowdhury for facilitating the podcast and continuing to create exceptional educational experiences for all EUC students. If, if you're looking for a job, you're looking for work, or you're looking to get fields uh, in-field hands-on experience, uh, by all means, please, please go contact Rosanna and she'll be able to help you out with that. And, and if you don't know how to get to her, contact us and we'll be able to help you there. Sorry, and without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guests, Summer Psalms and Ashraf Hutchcraft. Ash, also, um, you know, if you don't mind, Summer, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you. Please uh, uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves. I, I know we've had you on for a few podcasts, but never hurts to go back over it again. Hi guys. Well, you introduced me so beautifully. I'm the chief communications officer. I'm in my second year of environmental studies. I am, I guess, just give me a little bit about myself personally. I am passionate about music, a bit of a burgeoning poet. <laughs> I'm working on some new pieces. And I'm honestly really into environmental justice, law and politics. I find that to be a new interest for me this year compared to the environmental management realm I thought I was going into. So yes, just a little tidbit about me. <laughs> oh, that's great to know. I, I actually really, uh, it, it took me until like my second or third year to really get into environmental law, justice and arts. Um, but I think the faculty and, and or like the actual course content is, is hugely, hugely interesting. And, uh, and Ash, Ash, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. I am, uh, first of all, thanks for having me. I am a first year geography student. Um, I, about myself, I like bird watching. I like nature. Um, and I like music too and, and, and writing. Um, I, I have an idea where I want to be. I'm very interested in uh, food production and people migration and how world systems sort of facilitate displacement of people so hopefully i can get into a you know that area of of work after i graduate well it seems it seems like you're in the right faculty for it especially when we're talking about world systems especially when we're talking about food production and maybe even like food systems and commodity chains uh, especially global commodity chains that's exactly what we investigate especially the interplay between those things uh, and the relative environment so I, I, I'll, I'll be the one to say, you know, we're excited to have you as a part of the faculty. We're also really excited to have you uh, as a part of UXA. If you don't know, Ash has just recently joined us as a communications ambassador. So thank you and welcome. <laughs> 
So without further ado, let's get into the questions. And, and Summer, I'm going to start off with you. Um, you know, thinking back to your undergraduate journey, I, I can't imagine it feels like you're traveling too far into the past, but what, what were the kinds of things that, you know, your family, your peers, your fellow academics were telling you about the undergraduate experience? And I want to focus in on like, you know, that first and second year. What, what, what kind of things were they talking about? Well, directly from my parents, it was always sort of that don't be afraid because they could they could just tell they just knew that I was just a little bit scared. I mean, I really wasn't that scared until I actually showed up on campus for the first time. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is terrifying. But they were always telling me not to be afraid, which honestly, I think it's good to be just a little bit afraid because then you're more aware. You know, you really take in everything around you and you don't come in with a knowledge of of things right off the bat but they also told me that it's going to be fun <laughs> i guess i don't know if that's a biased opinion but i was like all right i really hope so um and academically so my teachers from high school they would give me little tidbits here and there but i feel like for the most part it was sort of my experience i really didn't have too much advice going into it um probably study groups I know that was one big tip my one of the bio teachers had told me make sure you make study groups because you're not going to be able to study an entire textbook and material and everything all on your own you might want to dissect it a bit with everyone else it's really going to help you out i have to say that that was effective it does work and i relied primarily on that um and the last thing i can think of would be i was asking about notebooks because I had no clue how to be a uni student. I didn't know if it was going to be different. Um, I, so I didn't have really my own laptop until university. So they were telling me, oh, you could get some notebooks and binders, but it really depends on you. It depends on how you're going to find it. And so the information or the advice that was given to me was really more centered around don't have a good time while you're doing it. Don't be too afraid. So yeah. Okay. Okay. No, perfect. And thank you so much for sharing. And I'm, I'm wondering like, you know, that don't have too much fun and don't be afraid. Those are, those are some particular tips. Was there anything that they said that was like absolutely true or absolutely false? I mean, aside from the study groups, which were absolutely true. Is there anything else? <laughs> um, uh, well, no, it was definitely do have fun. Definitely do have fun. Oh, that was true. Do have fun. Um, and now that I think about it, it's hard, it's hard to say because I didn't want to take too much of their advice. I, again, I like, I, I really did this on my own or at least I found it to be that way. So it wasn't like they were, were wrong or right in a way, but it was just nice to hear other opinions. Okay, no, no, and I hear you there. I hear you there. I, I think when I went to university, people told me that you're gonna go there and you're gonna absorb a wealth of knowledge. Um, I, I think the one thing that I would say is like, it, it may be true, but only if you actually try, you know, like there's, there's a little bit of falsehood there um, and you can't absorb everything, you know, so I, I completely understand uh, uh, where they were coming from when they were saying that. And Ash, I want to turn the question over to you because, you know, you're in your first year, you are in the midst of it, right? When we're talking about things to fear in first and second year, um, you're, you're, you're living through the struggles right now. So I want to get, you know, that kind of fresh perspective and, and understand, like for me, this is, I'm traveling back in time to understand this. So um, what were people telling you about and or what are your peers saying right now, even uh, uh, about your undergraduate experience, you know, whether beforehand or, or whether, you know, in it right now, currently? Well, both my parents had gone to post-secondary, so so they really encouraged all their children to to go for education. And they said, you know, they said your grades are important. Yeah, they are. But 
you also have a lot of people there. You're going you're gonna to meet a lot of people. And it's one of the few times where you can go outside of your comfort zone with, with a little bit more safety than if you were out in the quote-unquote real world. Um, so they just said, just get, you know, get to know people, get to know the, the things, and just do well. <laughs> I mean, the, prosper. Yes, prosper. Uh, it's like, it's not do well like, you know, the, obviously they want me to have, to have higher grades. I want me to have higher grades. But it's don't, don't sacrifice everything on that altar of, of grades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think that's actually profound. I think it says a lot about, um, and it, we're going to talk next week about self care and you know the student triangle mm-hmm. kind of balance, whether it's sleep, your social life, your academic life, whatever that is. But um, they really kind of hit it on the nose there. I'm really? Sorry, sounds like the title of a new podcast. I think <laughs> <laughs> you know, a solid narrative. And and I'm I'm curious, like, how do you think this is impacting? You know, this is an ongoing process. How do you think that impacted? Maybe not your ability to succeed as an undergraduate, but like, you know, how you perceive success as an undergraduate. Ash, I'll ask that to you first. To me, now, with every assignment, I like, I, I pretty much give it my all. And, but to me, success is, yeah, it, it's, it's getting that assignment, but it's not just about, you know, getting the minimum of what those, those questions are asking. To me, it's about actually understanding the material. So if I can go back and I can look at myself and say, yes, I got that. I got what the the teacher was saying instead of copy pasting. That's a success to me. You're not just memorizing and regurgitating. Yeah, exactly. Because I was I was homeschooled for (laughs) from grades one to 12. So by my mother and she she really put forth the the idea of not just you know tables of memorization you have to you have to be able to to process the information and correctly wow and that's that's amazing i, I can't mm-hmm. imagine i i know especially with covid19 i imagine a lot more parents are choosing to, to homeschool their children but um I'm, I'm just gonna bite on that 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 note right there like what was the transition like going from you know the, the homeschooling experience right into university or w- was there like any any space in between did you end up going to college or anything like that i'm, I'm, I'm curious like what was that transition like it, it was very fish out of water because <laughs> I, I i hadn't been in schools and institutions i i hadn't really been there i you know i mean the the people the faculty at humber was really nice and they helped helped me but it was it was quite an adjustment and then coming here to york I was I was ready, you know. All right, I've prepared. I'm gonna go to the campus, and then coronavirus happened, and oh, so <laughs> I mean, essentially, I'm I'm back where I started now, just in my room with somebody giving me the material, and then this. So uh, rather bizarrely, it feels more comfortable but less satisfying. If that oh, makes sense. Blase. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it kind of, it kind of came back full circle, and that's like that's that's really really interesting um to to hear and you know i imagine especially with covid19 some people would probably benefit from having being homeschooled in the past to understand like how to organize themselves and work at home that's probably one of the biggest challenges right now for for first and second year students but i want to pass the question over to to summer and and maybe ask like what were some of your concerns or fears when you walked into first and second year and and i specifically want to know like why did it matter 
Like, why, why were those fears important? Like, why did those things even come up at all? Oh, fears. Uh, I guess it, it was that notion of I am trudging the path for myself. There's no one in front of me. They, it's like speaking right now, it's snowing outside. I'm literally driving this snowplow. No one's told me how it works, uh, like where to go. Um, but they did tell me if it broke down, if I needed help, where I can go. And that's really important. Uh, my parents are definitely strong supports for me. I know that at the open house, the faces of York for me were um, Lily and and Allison and some peer mentors. And they really showed me like, here, we are resources. You can come and talk to us. Here are people that you can reach out to if you need. So that was kind of comforting for me in a way. But there, it was just a general fear of, I know nobody. I don't know anyone going into this program. My best friend and I from elementary school, we were going to the same high school or not high school, sorry, uh, university. So that's cool, but we're not in the same program. So I didn't see him like during class and frosh especially. So it was like terrifying on that front. Who am I gonna make friends with? How am I gonna integrate myself into a community of which I know no one, but that's the whole part about it is you can't just sit there and be scared. You gotta, you gotta go out there. <laughs> so that was like my biggest concern. I think the next one came a little bit into the year, um, still in fall term. It was my first paper I wrote for a class. I got a, it, it was not an environmental studies class though, it was a history class. Mm -hmm. And I got, I think a 60 or 65. And I'm, I'm not trying to say that I'm a really good writer or all that or boast, but I am a pretty good writer or at least I was in high school. <laughs> so when I came to university, I was like terrified what did I do wrong? How did, what? I'm, I can't possibly be that bad. So that was kind of a kick in my, in my shin saying, okay, we, we need to work on that. How can I work on that? And then that opens up my eyes to the other resources like the writing center. So I, I was able to go there and get some information, but those were my, those are probably the biggest hurdles I, I, I saw. Yeah. And you even touched on how you, that was my follow-up question. How did you overcome these fears? But I, I completely understand what you're saying. My first semester, I started in winter. I didn't start in September like most people. And I was taking um, an ethics course, 1880. I couldn't tell you the course name, uh, but it had something to do with Canada. Uh, it was yep. very, very ethical and political based, but I did not do well. Like in, thank goodness, there was the York University strike during that period. I did our final exam and I got a 70% on it. It was worth something like 25% of the mark. Um, and I. I hustled for that exam. Like I grinded. I really, really studied, worked hard. Um, and that was the grade that I got. And I was doing well in the class. Like I was getting getting maybe like 80s and 90s on, on like the, the weekly assignments. When it came to bigger assignments, I didn't do as well. Um, but like it was my first year. I didn't know how to write. I didn't even know how to read. When I was doing like weekly submissions, I was basically copying and pasting everything that was inside of the, the articles that I was reading and yep. submitting it, right? Um, but but I they don't teach the you that though. And not yeah. in high school. They don't teach you how to be a university student. No, no, exactly, exactly. Like it's 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 very very different. And and you know, um, it wasn't about like picking myself up from my bootstraps necessarily, but it was about like speaking to my professors and really like I stayed after class every single class in my first term. I always asked my professors. I was like, hey, this is my grade. I need to know exactly what I did wrong. Um, like help me understand. And generally, mm -hmm. it was just about you know, I was being vague in some topics. I, I didn't I didn't have like specific details about like you know. Uh, uh, if I was speaking about uh, like how something is unethical, I would just say it's unethical, maybe not break down why, you know what I'm saying? So 
Um, those are those are like really really small things that in my first and second year, I you know they hit me and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna fail university, but um, you know. And that's that that critical component, that critical analysis and thinking component that we don't have already programmed into us coming <laughs> out of high school. It's like you're given a an essay structure. You need an intro and a body and like you know your evidence, but there's no critical thinking. And that's, no. that was a big slap in my face when I came to university. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. And so, Ash, you know, I wanted to ask, you, you're, you're coming from like a completely different realm. Um, I could imagine like going from one organizational structure to a different organizational structure, there were some fears there. Um, and you already spoke about, you know, like kind of that shock, that initial shock when you got there, but, but you were ready. Like you came into university with, with intent and, and like, you know, with the idea that you, you wanted to conquer what was, what was coming up. So I want to know, like, you know, with that in mind, still, was, was there anything, like, were there some things that you were still worried about? Um, and, and I want to focus specifically on how that impacted or is impacting you still to this day. My, my main worries were, were more social, essentially, because, I mean, academically, I'm pretty good. I, I do good, um, you know, with especially writing. I'll say, I, I mean, I'm not going to, like, you know, pump myself up here, but I do good. So, most of my fears were were just more social because I'm not a super social outgoing guy, but I was I was encouraged because you know people said I'm a generally pleasant person to be around. I hope I am. But you are you absolutely? Are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I can you. To that. <laughs> Thank you. But it was like I have to. I can't just like Summer said. I can't just sit there being scared of of what is uncomfortable to me. I, I have to face it head on. And I have to, essentially, I, I know this is a bit of a cliche and, and a lot of times it doesn't work, but I essentially just had to suck it up. It's, it's there, it's not going away. And I can either run from it or take it head on. And so I chose to take it head on. I mean, I, I hope in my later years, I, I meet very nice, very good people. I already have at least a few here at, at the Uxa, so yeah. <laughs> well, no, yo, thank you so much. You I mean, make me cry, Ashram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm honored, and, and and thank you again. Like it's it's a compliment, and I think that's kind of what Uxa is about. It's not just about um, you know being a student government or being a club and trying to create events and and doing all of this technical or structural work, but it's about fostering. And I think at the core of it is about fostering a sense of community creating a space for, for like-minded individuals to, you know, not just share their ideas and opinions, but, you know, have like Socratic discussions, you know, gainful discussions, things that aren't just like close-ended or, or like yes, no, or binary in, in, in you know, that, that respect, right? Um, so looking to the future, right? Now we've touched a little bit about what, what it's like right now. Thinking about your third, Ash, for your second and your, your fourth years, what are some of the things that you're worried about? And, and conceptually, like for me in hitting my fourth year, I was, I thought it was going to be the end of me. I had my friend Andrew who who, who did his fourth year studies and, and he was showing me the work he was doing and he was showing me his grades. And I was like, okay, all right, this is going to be a fun time. Nice. <laughs> but, but I want to know, like, you know, what are y'all thinking? What are your concerns? And, and I'm going to ask you, you, you can continue from, from where you left off. I want to know, you know, coming in as a first year student, what 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 are your worries down the line? Uh, I chose that, that I prefer to, and uh, hold on. <laughs> I prefer a, a chosen international stream, essentially. So at some point, I hope to go abroad. And I have to 
I have to pretty much plan out my years around that. So this is essentially around third year you can you can go abroad. Hopefully, travel situations and, and coronavirus have let up by then. But so I have my for my second, third, and fourth years fairly well planned out. Um, insofar as I know what what's going to happen, you know, because I I don't know everything that's. Not necessarily everything that's going to happen in the future, but I don't know everything that that's going to entail. I don't know what the work is going to look like in the the second, and the third, and the fourth year. So, you know, I'll I'll plan it, but I'll be ready for disruptions to be thrown in because they always are. If always. I've learned one thing, one thing in my life, they always are. <laughs> No, and I completely agree. I think you know the fact that you touched on how COVID is already kind of impacting that, and and you already have that kind of planned out. I th- I think you're already highlighting some 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 forks in the road or, or whatever it is. And and Summer, I wanted to pass this question on to you. You know, you're you're in your second year. You're thinking about your third and fourth year. You're probably thinking about your specialization. You're also probably thinking about whether or not you should switch from uh, FES or a Faculty of Environmental Studies degree to a Faculty of Environmental Urban Change degree. Like just 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 a few things going on there. So I want to know like. What are you worried about? What, what, what concerns might be raised or what questions might you have? Nancy, I thought it was complicated with the area of concentration, but now they switched the entire faculty on me. Like, okay, firstly, let's start off with last year. I was given a checklist. It was called the BES checklist, which I'm sure many of you older students may know. Um, and we had to literally plan out our entire degree right on that piece of paper. What area of concentration and what courses go with it? It was, I have to say it, I'm gonna be transparent. I cried <laughs> trying to figure it out because initially I didn't know if I was in the right program. Did I make the right decision? Am I in the right program? What am I going to do? I felt a lot like Hamlet, like this impossibility of uncertainty was my obsession. And it was like impeding my ability to make decisions. I was always postponing what what I'm going to decide to do. So my biggest fear for third and fourth year is if it's just choosing initially, choosing an area of concentration, what am I going to choose? Because um, I'm a peer mentor of this year and part of my bio my biography was to write what I wanted to do in the future and so I just oh you know just ride the tide and as we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast and Nathie had touched on environmental politics is looking more interesting to me than management is which scares me because I usually am afraid of change and changing my own interests is even more scary <laughs> um <laughs> So I'm going to third year, don't know what's going to happen yet, or how I'm going to figure that out. Maybe y'all can help me with that. <laughs> hey, we're here. We are your supports. If you need a direction, I, I, I will definitely help you. I can't, I got to say I'm biased because as a double major student, I did not have a concentration. I, I was learning the core courses and, you know, I would encourage almost anybody to take a double major because I, I'm not saying it like, you know, broadens or expands, whatever it is, but you only really need to worry you about lucky content. Yeah, right? So it's 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 that difference, yeah. right? And I really, really feel like I missed out, but... If I could just add some comfort to, to Summer. Actually, when I was during, during grade school, I'd like set myself up. I wanted to be an aeronautical engineer. I wanted to be an engineer because I love airplanes and I'm fairly good at math. Um, but That's then... Nice. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Yes, but then as the years went on, a couple of things happened, and I decided, I found out 
as, as proficient as I was in math, I don't like doing it for long periods of time. I just, if, if somebody gives me a bunch of math to do, I'll do it, but I, I'm not having fun, people. <laughs> and, and then I thought, you know, I, I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to be more of a person who, who sort of makes a difference in the world. And let's say I design a plane. Fine, I design a plane. But is, is society being helped by that? Is are those like let's say the people being displaced by war or famine or hunger, do they really care a whole lot? And is that is that the best use of who I can be? Insert environmental and urban change makers podcast. <laughs> Welcome, guys. <laughs> Ashraf, that is amazing. Like superbly inspiring to hear that. To know that other people are, you know, experiencing that sort of dissociation where they 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 knew what they wanted to do. Maybe they don't know what they want to do. Don't know what they want to do in the future. Like it's comforting to know that I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I I love I love the the I don't know the way that you kind of came about your decision of of deciding where you wanted to go. It was it had nothing to do yeah. with like yo. There's this linear end goal that I really really want mm-hmm. to be at, but rather it, it came down to like kind of more open ended questions like what kind of change do I want to put into or like what kind of person mm-hmm. do I want to be, um and and it really kind of guides you. Uh, in a different way, instead of instead of like following like some structure, unilinear structure, it opens doors for you. Um, mm-hmm. And and I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for that comment. And I'm 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 kind of curious, like, you know, was this influenced like by anything that anybody said? Was there was were your peers like, oh hey, maybe you should think about it this way, or or you know, maybe you should worry about these concerns in first, second, and or third year? Like who who's kind of telling you this information? Who's kind of guiding you? And Ash, I'm gonna point that to you, and then Summer, you're next. It was it was a lot myself. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of introspection. Um, it was a lot of, cause I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm a fairly religious person, but it was, and, and in, in my community, we're encouraged to, to make a difference, to, to serve, essentially to serve humanity, to, to make humanity better than, when we're gone to make humanity at least a little bit better than when we were there. So I sat down and I thought to myself, am I? Is the course I've set myself on making humanity better than, than when I'm in it? And the, I came, just came to, no, it, it wasn't. I mean, it just, it just wasn't. And, you know, there, there was a lot of things that happened throughout my life, a lot of ups and downs that sort of put into perspective for me that if, let's say, there was someone like me who sought to change the way that society was to make it better for other people, then maybe I wouldn't have had those downs or those, or those, well, I probably would have had more ups. And then... <laughs> So if I can if I can help somebody else stay out of those downs, then I'll count that as a win. Amen. Wow, that was preach. Yo, shouts out, shouts out to the inner you. Shouts out to, to <laughs> internalizing those processes. That's, that's that's really really big. And and also shouts out to to like you know uh, like having faith and and you know having having like uh, essentially like a guideline towards you know what your aspirations are for this world. Mm-hmm. Summer, what about you? Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Um, Ashraf, I was just going to say, you saying, like, you came to the conclusion of no. That word no, it's such a powerful word, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And you're, you're deciding, not only are you saying no, but with no, you're deciding to change your entire plan, mm-hmm. like completely. Mm-hmm. It's a radical change, transformation. Mm-hmm. And that to me is terrifying and inspiring <laughs> all at the same yeah. time. Oh, it, it was lovely. It was, it was, it was scary, but my parents were there. They, they help me. They're, they're the kind of people who will, who support their children in, in mm-hmm. whatever they choose to do. So they, they encouraged me to do what I thought was right. And that freedom, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's great. And it's like, a, what do you call that? It's a curse. And a, not a curse. What, what's the saying? <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. A blessing and a curse. Thank you. There you go. It's a blessing and a curse. Um, speaking from my experience, uh, I have to say, to, attached to what Nathy had said earlier about falling in that institutional path. Okay, you've graduated high school. Now you're going to go to university or college or some sort of post-secondary education. Um, I wish... I had thought more so like Ashraf had about what you want, like what what do you want to do? What's your impact? Because I really had no clue. For me, it was okay. I'm going to graduate and I'm going to be moving on. Uh, Post secondary education, education as a whole, is very important in my family, especially my mother. So she's like, you're going to school. I don't care where it is, but you're going. And so you need to make a decision. My luckily, my parents are very. Um, they're open. They're like, you can do what you want, whatever you want, you decide. So for me, it was making that decision that was difficult. And I thought, okay, well, I kind of like geography and I like rain and weather and stuff. So I'm going to become a weather girl. I think I'm good at that. I did a lot of um, of emceeing for concerts at my school. And so everyone told me I need to go into uh, radio or something like that. I said, this beautiful face needs to be seen past the radio, guys. I'm sorry. So I think I needed to be on the TV. <laughs> um, but then, but then an Ash- it hit me like an Ashraf moment. Wait a minute. I want to make a difference, guys. Look at look at climate change, global warming. These were big concepts in my classrooms, and I was taking an environmental and resource management course in grade 12. I was lucky to have a course like that. So it was very, I know I've used this word many times in this podcast, but it was very inspiring to me, you know? And then I met York and Lily and Allison, and they really put that out there to me. So that changed my mind. So then it started playing over and over in my head, oh, but I don't know if I'm making the right decision. And there's that uncertainty again. But the decision in the end of the day was to be to be here in the environmental studies. Well, no, environmental and urban change <laughs> <laughs> faculty as it is now. I'm sorry. I don't know if I strayed from this question, Nazi. <laughs> no, yo, I think I think you hit it right on the nose. I was I was just gonna add like I, I feel like I was in the middle ground between uh, between you and Ash because I, I went I graduated high school and I was like okay first thing I need to do is get my mom off my back about school. I, I moved out mm-hmm. at 16, so I was living on my own, but like, and I was, I was making, back then, I was- I love I was this making, story. <laughs> I was making good money. Like I was making decent money. Like I, if I still, like I would have like maybe a 60, $75,000 salary right now if really? I stayed with that job. Like I would be, I'd be okay. Like I would yeah. be really, really great. But there's something about it that, you know, I was like, I really have to get my mom off my back. So I went to Mohawk College. I went to business school and it was like, it was dehumanizing. Um, it mm. was- it was very much a separation from reality. It was very much like we're talking corporate social responsibility, but still being dissociated from the human beings involved in making Ick. decisions. Like, like <laughs> that kind of 
gross. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it was just that kind of environment and like, it wasn't like it bothered me, but it, it really impacted me. So I graduated. I'm like, I'm done school. I'm never going to go back to school again. And then I was not inspired more so by any intrinsic moment, but I was inspired by my personal interests. I had a partner who was deciding, Hey, I'm going to go to university. And I followed them along. Um, and they told me I should go and register for whatever. So I was originally a health and society student. Um, this is fascinating, Matthew. I love hearing <laughs> things about you. <laughs> um, yeah. One of, but, sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's just one of my electives is in health and society. No way. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's 1801. I don't know. No, I never did it. I never okay. did any core courses from health and society. This is the key thing. Like, I went to university. I did ethics. I did uh, humanities. And that was my first semester. I did 15 credits in, in, yeah, in that semester. It was a six credit and a nine credit course. And I was like, yo, if I'm going to be learning about health and society, um, what jobs are there going to be out there? And, and do I see myself in those jobs? And I just didn't. Like, I, oh, I, didn't, like, I always imagined I would be like a, a healthcare manager. Or I would be operating in a hospital. And I really didn't. It was like a big imposter syndrome moment. But I had a buddy in the Faculty of Environmental Studies. He was telling me about it. Um, and I was looking at the programs that I could actually get into. Environmental Studies was not even in that consideration initially. I wanted to stay in liberal arts and professional studies. So I decided, you know, I'm having a really hard time finding a job. Why not go into work in labor studies? And, you know, while I was there, there was a lot, and I've already repeated this, but there was a lot of intersections um, with environmental studies because work is an environment. It's, it's like one of the, those areas and, and it's greatly impacted by, you know, environmental and urban change realistically. So yeah, that like, I, I you know, there was no big like hurrah moment, but <laughs> ultimately I, I, I came down to my senses. You know, I understood what I wanted and, and where I kind of wanted to be in the world. And, Right now, I feel like that was the best decision I ever could have made. Like, I have no regrets whatsoever. Um, but, yo, we just went on a tangent about me for a little bit. I, I want to no, go back to y'all. Oh, we're very tangent. interested in yes. you. Yes. <laughs> you can't see us, guys, but we're, we're really, like, we are, our <laughs> eyes are open, okay? Jaws we're, we're dropped. Hooked. <laughs> we're hooked. <laughs> that's it. Well, that's it. Well, I'm glad. This is, this is it. Then it's a cliffhanger. Then it's the edge of the show because I have my last question for us. And Yes. I think I'm going to start with with Ash, because you're there right now, you're in it. And I wanna know, what are some of the things that you would share with incoming first year students? Like if, if you had to give somebody, you know, some tips or tricks or, or you know, how, how, to, how to help them reduce their fears, like the, the uncertainty that, that comes with it, what would you tell them? Um, I'd like to say fake it till you make it, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, but, classic. No, but that, that's, don't be afraid. The world within, the world within that context isn't as scary as it seems. It's, it's uncomfortable. It's outside your, your comfort zone. But it's not uncomfortable in a bad way. Not, not all the uncomfortability has to be bad. And to make it something more than it is, you'll cause yourself more problems. So go with the flow. Try to do something you like. Um, but more importantly, try to like everything you do. Because I came in really late. I had a real shortage of electives. Um, and I'll be the first to say health and society and gender and women's studies, my two electives that were the only two with, with open seats, were not my first choice. And I wouldn't have done them. I, I'm honest. I'll be honest. I wouldn't have done them. But I make an effort to like everything I do. Mm -hmm. If if I'm going to do it, I'm going to like it. 
I'm going to have a good time. And I have. I like all the people. I like all the courses and in, in Geo too. But it's to, to sort of alter your, your idea of what it is, that everything in its own capacity is good to some extent. And we just have to look for it. He's making some profound statements right now, and my mind is just like, <laughs> okay, but like this is some mind-blowing stuff. <laughs> it seems so common sense, but not. <laughs> but I <it> didn't. Isn't. <laughs> I didn't get there easily. It's it's like you know because because you and Nathie were saying you know in the institutionalized way you get out of high school you get to university. I had a pretty long gap between mm-hmm. the end of grade twelve uh, and and when I went to Humber, it was, it was pretty long. It wasn't all good. Most of it was a bit dicey sometimes, but it taught me a lot of lessons. It, it taught me about how to approach a situation or, or an environment where not everything is going to go the way I want it to go. And maybe the way I want it to go isn't the right way for it to go. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Exactly. Like, I I feel like, I I don't know, I believe that everything happens for a reason. And I know that I came to choosing this program and I'm in this program for a reason. Just think if I hadn't been, I wouldn't have met all these cool people, had all these opportunities, you know. So it happened and I'm happy it happened. No regrets, just like you said. (laughs) (laughs) So in in that regard, though, I'm curious, Summer, like, what, what kinds of things would you share with, with incoming first and second year students? You know, if, if you're thinking about the first years who are coming in fresh out of high school or they've been out of high school or they've been out of school for that matter or, or learning for, for some time, um, what would you say to them? And then separately, you know, or if you would say the same thing for that matter, mm-hmm. what would you say to, to second year or, or first year students going into their second year? Because I know, I know in firsthand experience, and I, I believe this has been shared more than a few times on the podcast, <laughs> second year is an abrupt change. It's, oh, yes. it's not about exploration as much as it is about really, really learning. Um, and it's, it's, it's intense. It gets intense. And I think the oh, second year, the third year sure. transition is, yeah, the second year, the third year transition is a little bit lighter because of the intensity that you go through from first to second. I'm not saying it's harder by any means, right? But professors mm-hmm. have a pretty set, not narrow, but a concrete idea of what they're looking for in, in, in your second year, right? So tell me about some tips and tricks that you might share. Well, I guess if we'll start with the first year, I did want to bring up that tip, but Ash, Ashtar pretty touched, touched on it pretty well about the about the whole um, don't be afraid in a, in a way. But then I think in first year, you really need to come into it with the mindset that it is sort of like a, you have the choice of fight or flight, right, which I know was mentioned. And at some point it is going to come and get you in the butt if you don't get it now but what i like about fighting rather than flight is that you are building character now you facing your fears as i am doing a lot of the time with speaking i find that to be the most terrifying thing i'm i don't like (laughs) i like it and don't like it but (laughs) i'm getting better at it and i'm hearing that feedback too which is great makes me feel good about myself i'm proud of myself you are you are you should be (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you but seriously that's like one huge thing and it university is a not only an environment um change an atmospheric change um institutional change but it's it's gonna have some sort of intrinsic value i know it will for you and i need you to experience that definitely unbiased try to make your own opinion 
that's what I like to say. I'm I'm mm-hmm. really um, an impressionable little innocent child. <laughs> and in first year, it was I was just listening to whatever I could listen to to build my opinion. But I I realized the value of my own opinion. So you need to realize that yourself as well. Uh, for second year, though, I have to say, workshops. Okay. I know, and this is with COVID. I'm going to tie in the COVID here because the virtual swing has really changed everybody's idea of what second year would be like. Um, now that you are online, it's going to be a bit easier to just open up a new tab and go to that workshop. I've tried it myself in first year. I was obsessed with figuring out how to be a uni student, so I didn't really go to workshops. But I've been to a writing one, a mental health one, which, you know, shout out to Shayla Khan because she did a great job with the mental health workshop, made me really de-stress. And they're going to be helpful for you, not only academically, but personally and socially as well, which has been a core concept of this podcast, I think, and themes that we're talking about. If you need to reach out to people, you can hit up Yuxa, go, go to our study session. Library, Scott, that was my solace. Oh, for stress. Okay, that's where I would go and I would be really productive. If you want to do that in a similar way, you know, with the COVID transition, join us at our study sessions. Come online. I'm not trying to just plug here. I'm really giving you good <laughs> advice, okay? So, yeah, um, I think I think that's kind of the main step. Oh, make mac and cheese. <laughs> well, that works for me. I don't know about you guys, but it makes me happy. So do something that makes you happy, okay? <laughs> you make you make some soul food. You make some soulful gains, you know, and that translates into the rest of Ooh, your life. Good quote. Good quote. Next podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I actually- that's that's that can be the the title of your upcoming cooking competition. You know, Ooh, make soul yeah, food, right. soulful gains. You know. <laughs> Oh my God! Write it down. Write it down. It's it's, it's in it's in the podcast document. Not losing it. But I, I wanted to come back and and like I want to say really really thank you so much. And I'm gonna touch on one more topic that you know just popped into my head. For me especially, um, my first and second year, like I didn't have a social life. I was really focused on university, but it wasn't like the studying that I was focused on. I was focused on recouping my investment because this is money that I spent out of pocket. Um, so I was working. I was working a lot. And I was working <laughs> I was working full-time when I started. Uh, I ended up splitting, and I worked two part-time jobs, still full-time hours. And in my third year, it just overburdening. So I ended up doing uh, one part-time job because I just started getting into student clubs and activities, right? Mm-hmm. And all of that was overshadowed by, you know, this college debt or university debt. You know, I had college debt, but university debt that I'm coming out of. And I think, you know, for students who, whose fears aren't, aren't, you know, grounded in maybe things that are that are broader or, or, or heuristic for that matter. Um, and it's like really, really down to earth things like the money situation or, or finances. Um, I'm not going to say don't worry about it. Uh, like I just wanted to share this knowledge and maybe y'all can touch on this as well. But um, just know like the light at the end of the tunnel, it, it, it pays off. Uh, wh- whether you get out of that, you know, you graduate and you use your university degree or you don't, um, that investment is is not only worth it for the knowledge that you're gaining, but also worth it for the career opportunities that you have. Um, And essentially it is an investment in yourself. Sorry, go ahead. Yes, the experience. Exactly, exactly. It's such an invaluable experience. Yeah, and it's an investment in yourself, right? Like it's, there's a lot of things that I learned that I don't think I'm gonna use outside of university, but there's a lot of thing I learned about myself, like my own blackness. I, I, I did not know 
nearly even like close enough to, to understand like wh where I stand in terms of my own privilege or where I stand in terms of the power that I have within society and, and how I can kind of broker that to help other people out. I didn't even understand that I should be helping other people out and yeah. that I could be helping other people out. Um, like things like that. And, and you make connections and you make networks and they help you deal with those debt burdens or those emotional burdens or, or whatever comes associated with that. You know, again, if, if your issues or, or your concerns are, are really kind of focused on those things. So I just wanted to add that note there. I know I know that, um, you know, we, we touched on everything and all the questions. And if y'all have anything to add, I'll, I'll give you a moment right now, please, Ash or, or Summer, whichever. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Go ahead, Ash. Um, well, uh, about about financial, um, I, I don't have a whole lot of money. Um, my family never really did. But the way I see it is is that the money is sort of a, a means to an end. To, to me, it isn't a big, scary thing in itself. And I know a lot of people don't see it that way. And, you know, I'm not trying to change anybody's minds here, but there is something, like I said, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, for a long time, I didn't even know if I was going to have enough enough money to, to enroll in school. But at some point, I just decided, well, you know, either I'm not, or I am, and I'm not going to let, <laughs> I know it sounds weird to say a, a few paltry dollars, but in the grand scheme of things, it, it kind of is. I, I'm not going to let that stand in the way of, of becoming somebody more than I already am and becoming a, a, I'd like to say a better person. I hope at the end of this whole thing, I'm a better person. Like all that work for what? Yeah. <laughs> for, for what? I'm exactly the same person as I was before. But, all, but no, but already I, I, am, I noticed that I am thinking a lot more about myself. Like, uh, like Nathi touched on his own, his own ethnicity. It's, it's been a conversation for me too, because my mother is, is of Indian descent and my dad is is white, so I, I never really thought of myself as somebody who was at least half a a person of color or or even a first generation Canadian because because neither of them are Canadian. But through the courses, through the the introspection, that is an identity that's shared by a lot of people. And I don't know what where I'm going with that, but <laughs> it is what it is, I suppose. I think with COVID too, it, it's opened up that opportunity to be a lot more self-reflexive you're learning things about yourself not only with school but just personally right um and I think the whole mental health workshop again like I really wasn't into that last year but I realized how important it was don't get stressed out guys I mean do it's good there is some good stress as Shayla taught me but there is that bad stress which Nathie can attest to me calling him and having a breakdown because life was just insane but <laughs> know that that's good stress at sometimes okay guys <laughs> it's like it's like when you're on a on a horse and wagon right if the horses are in front of you it's all good because <laughs> the horses are pulling the wagon you're going there the stress is in front of you it's motivating you to go forward if the horses are behind you you're about to get run over and it ain't good for nobody <laughs> so this yeah guy, gotta, i don't know where it's coming from but it's good keep it coming yeah, it's like analogy, just straight fire ash like oh my goodness <laughs> So we'll be having him featured on our next free podcast, guys. Um, <laughs> for sure. Every podcast from now on. Make that happen, Ash. Make it happen. I'll, I'll try. If you'll, if you'll have me. If you invite me, I'll, I'll make time. 
There is no question. There is Ash. I'm going to invite you to the next podcast right now, and I'm going to invite you to the podcast after that right now. This is already the invitation. I'll send you the podcast details and some custom. He's serious. Questions. He's dead serious. Know that. Well, so am I. Yeah, the, I may be a uh, very jovial and jokey person, but I take my responsibilities fairly seriously. Oh my seriously. gosh, are you a logophile? Because I love the words. Lover of words. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I just, I spent a lot, because um, actually it's it's really bizarre, but the my, my brother is really into linguistics. He's studying linguistics at York, actually. He is in York. Ooh. So, so this is why, sorry, I just want to say, this is why he's yes. got that writing advantage. He came in a first year and was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> no, so my my writing advantage is, I, I'm, I'm going to say it's almost entirely due to my mother. Because the, the, she's like, she and my father are like the smartest people I know. Bar shout none. out to mom. <laughs> yes, shout out, big shout out to mom. And honestly, it wasn't until I went into a, a post-sec institution that I really realized how she how effectively, like you were saying in the, in the high school, they don't really train you for the critical thought. And I'll admit, I'll admit, I'll be the first to admit yeah, the upper I, was the, I was the rowdy troublemaker. Oh. Of, all, of all the five kids she was homeschooling. Yeah, yeah. And I was the one who sat there who didn't like to do my work. I didn't like to do my homework. I, I would make up, my, my excuses are legendary <laughs> for not doing homework. Look of excuses. Yes. I mean, it just, frankly, I don't know where they came the from. dog ate my homework. Like, yes. it's, boy. <laughs> yes, because, well, I didn't have a dog until, until, until last year. I didn't have a dog, but now I, I do. And he's a big dog and he's very, and he's sweet. But anyway, so, <laughs> so, yeah. So he, my brother, where was I? <laughs> Bollocks. Your brother? No, no, I can't say that on air. I can't say that. I think it qualifies. I think we're okay. You know, I think out of all of the terms and or vocabulary, I'm sure that Spotify and or uh, Apple Music or Apple Podcasts will, will overlook that one. So no worries. <laughs> no, it, it's just my mother always told all of her children, your writing should never be satisfactory. It should be exemplary. It should be it should be something that people look at because you can do a whole lot of stuff, but if you don't write, nobody's going to take you seriously. So it should be something people look at and say, I remember that. And that's why we go to the writing center. People are there. Spark is there. (laughs) Yes. Those people will help you. Um, I guess I've never used it, but, (laughs) but no, I'm sure there are very nice people there and they'll help you achieve what you want to do with your writing. This is a pl- this has been a plug for the writing center. So <laughs> I'll I'll be expecting my check in the mail at some point. <laughs> hey, what are you talking about? Me too. Split it up. Come on. <laughs> Promotional game has been through the roof this entire podcast. <laughs> I just want to say absolutely unintentionally. I would like to throw out that disclaimer. You know, it just came up naturally because yo, these are actually the resources that are available, and they're, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. actually good. Like they actually work, which is mm-hmm. kind of the amazing yeah. part. And you know, we can shamelessly plug them. There's no shame yeah. in this. This is Joey. Guys, no. I, look, I'm I'm telling you, I really didn't. I couldn't care. I could care less. Last year, I'm like, I just need to <laughs> to do school and get a good grade. But then I realize, 
well, the way that I write papers is going to give me a, a good or bad grade. <laughs> mm-hmm. I need to care about my skill development. It's a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And you know what? Yeah, I, I, I am on that same wave, but I was always about challenging myself. And, and mm-hmm. to touch on, you know, not being satisfactory, but to be exemplary. For example, I used to be a much, much bigger person. I used to weigh 360 pounds in the past. Um, and I, I still live like every single day where I look in the mirror and I'm like, wow, I got to There's, you know, something I can do to, to, to shape myself up a little bit more, you know, um, you know, I can be more fit. But those are those are the kinds of things like that kind of narrative, that kind of discipline, like always wanting better for yourself. If, if you just kind of apply that philosophy to your work, you will get better. Right. Mm-hmm. Your writing will get better. You just mm-hmm. actually have to take steps, you know, to, to achieve, you know, the goals outlined in that philosophy. So. I just wanted to add that. And I also wanted to add, you know, I think <laughs> we, we we went off a little bit, but I just wanted to go back and, and say, like, when I'm speaking about the light at the end of the tunnel in the faculty, and, and especially when I'm talking about finances, the Faculty of Environmental and Urban Change, York University for that matter, but the faculty also creates programs to help students through that, no matter what, right? You want to be a work-study student, work part-time, earn some money, and actually get in-field and hands-on experience? That's a possibility. You want to go and you want to work for somebody else. You want to work for a, a, a reputable uh, environmental company, you want to volunteer, just gain work experience for that matter, so you can get the job next year. Our experiential <laughs> education officer, uh, Rosanna Chowdhury, she makes it possible. So, gem, absolute gem, and exactly. she's a human. She's <laughs> not like a bot. Like she's not like okay, just an institutional player. Like she is a human. She's there for you. At the baseline, and like that kind of stuff. Like I, for lack of a be- that kind of stuff, um, it it changes your academic experience. It changes the way that you deal with your fears and it makes it so much easier. Like it literally just, um, it helps you undermine your fears so that, you know, your horses stay in front of you for, for <laughs> to go with that idea, right? Like it, it just really, that. really does that. I love um, that picture. <laughs> I will forever use that. My kids will hear that. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I have a lot more analogies. Um, I'm, don't don't give them all at once though i, no. I like the treats okay <laughs> <laughs> well no this is this is been, I, i'm i'm gonna end it here because i think we could probably go on for like another mm-hmm. it's not like two or three hours but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this has been perfect um you know I, we, we spoke a lot about you know what people's fears were in their first and second years and, and how they they dealt with them but not just that like looking forward to the future and and you know giving some advice and I think we came out with some pretty concrete advice and I want to thank you both so, 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 so much for that. Um, I feel like it's invaluable for the students. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I look forward to having y'all again in the future, at least the near future, ideally. (laughs) I'm not going to speak about five years from now, but um, thank you again. I I just wanted to add this one little thing. I'm sorry to cut you guys off, but it just dawned on me right now. One thing I forgot to mention. There is a booster juice on campus. If we ever go back to real life, don't spend all your money there like I did every three days. Okay, in <laughs> really give it to yourself as a, as a reward because that drowned my wallet. Okay, I'm out. Thanks, guys. <laughs> no, thank you for for having me. It's all it's always a pleasure talking to to both of you about anything. And like I said, we could go on for two, three hours. I could I could go on for a long time. Uh, as well as the troublemaker rather one, I was the I was I'm the guy who just doesn't stop talking. <laughs> I, I I go a mile a minute. 
on anything. You know what? And I really, really feel you there, especially since this podcast, I've slowly started and in in like I've adopted a love of my own voice. It's not like, you know, I love hearing myself speak, but I'm just like, oh, hey, that's me. I recognize that's me. Hey, yes. people, people, look, look, that's me. <laughs> um, that's so, so important, though. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> but but it's 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 one of the really really cool parts of being able to do this and having conversations with my peers you know and we don't record all of them but i'm really really happy that we got to do this and, and we get to share this with with the rest of our peers in, in euc so i i will never stop saying thank you and i'm gonna get the last note on that topic so <laughs> thank you again <laughs> and um yeah i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna start talking about the conclusion of the discussion but y'all are welcome to uh to take off if you'd like if you want to stay for the conclusion and speak after of course i don't mind at all but i think i've got some mac and cheese waiting in my cupboard <laughs> so i'm gonna go make that right now but i really do appreciate it have a great one guys <laughs> you too. thank you so have much. a good one talk soon <laughs> i always say have a good till next time because i don't know when i see anybody amen amen that's a good point we might see each other sooner than we think so <laughs> all right see ya Okay, so that was that was that was an intense, not even intense. Sorry, that was a great. It was like a loose. It was a fun. It was an energetic, and it was a real, like grounded conversation about our experiences in first and second year, and and kind of you know how we shaped our pathways moving into uh, whether it's third or fourth year, or moving into um, you know first year. In, in, in the case of Ash, so I want to thank them again, you know, off off the air, and and of course, you know, I want to touch on what we're going to be talking about next week. Next week, we'll be joined by uh, Savandi Silva and. Hopefully, Ash again, and also Nuridin, who's a member of our, or a general member in, in the in Yuxa. And we're going to be talking about the importance of self-care and the venerated and hardly ever discussed student life triangle or, or matrix, whatever language you want to use, which if you don't know, is really centered around student sleep, their social life, and their academic performance. And, and the whole idea is really, um, you only get two. And, and that's 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 a common narrative that, that tends to, to come back up. So we're going to talk about that, see whether or not it's true or whether or not that's just, you know, a, a theory for, for olden times. And we'll discuss how self-care and the student triangle has evolved over the pandemic and, and the values of taking steps to care for your physical and mental health throughout your academic career. Uh, we'll also touch on things like Zoom fatigue. We'll touch on burnout and, and exam stress. And we'll highlight some of the pros and cons of academic life in general. And, and maybe uh, we'll, we'll also look at you know, some personalized tips on how to improve your self-care routine um, and, and how that might lead to an improved social and or academic performance, uh, especially during the pandemic. And as always, be sure to follow us on social media for updates, uh, news about events, and, and some of the great things that we're trying to organize at UCSA. And, and you can find us on Facebook at EUCSA.YU, Instagram, EUCSA.YU, and Twitter, same thing, EUCSA.YU. And if you can't seem to find out, just put in EUCSA at York and, and you'll be able to track us down. So thank you so much for tuning in. Really, really always do appreciate that. And I hope y'all enjoy the, the rest of your wonderful days. Thank you. Bye.